Hello, and welcome to the premiere and very first episode of the Super Jesus series for my podcast, The Planet Live. My name is Izzy, and I will be your host. This podcast started off as an idea, which then led to my friend and I traveling to Perth and Dunsborough. The next three episodes are a series about one of Australia's successful rock bands, The Super Jesus, who were formed in the late 90s. We attended Hotter Than Hell Festival and had the opportunity to audio record The Super Jesus set, as well as hanging out with them post-show and asking them a few questions. The episode you're about to listen to is where I got to sit down with the band post-show and we discussed them as a band, advice on being an artist, and I asked Sarah about being a woman in the industry. So, without further ado, let's get straight into it. Alright, so I guess firstly introduce yourselves and a little bit of a history about the band. Okay. Well, uh, hi, my name's Sarah McLeod and over here... And I'm uh, Ruddy and Travis Dragani. And we are the Super Jesus. Three quarters of the Super Jesus. And here's the other one now. Hi, I'm Jason. (laughs) So, uh, we've been a band since 1994. Um, and that makes us uh, something along the lines of 24 Vintage. years old, 20, 26 years old. Yeah. Um, Ruddy and I uh, started the band together back then, and then Jason came later, and then Trev came after that. And um, and so this is our current lineup, mm. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. You can play the drums. Yeah. <laughs> um, over your careers, whether in this band or a different band, has there been any memorable stories about tours, maybe people you've toured with? It's funny, I was actually just telling someone inside, they were saying, so what happened when you guys disbanded back in 2003? And I was telling him the delightful story of when we went to London to play at a food and wine festival. And then on our way home, our management made us sit at Johannesburg Airport for nine hours. And after a few wines at Johannesburg Airport, yeah. we, we had such a lover's tiff, if you will, that we got on the plane and we didn't speak to each other again for 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> so um, that was not really one of our finest moments, but definitely memorable. <laughs> We've had some good times, though. You want to put a good one in? Yeah, we have had some great times. I mean, we toured, we lived uh, throughout America. We, we've toured around the world been very fortunate uh, in a position where we're and doing it still today so we're we're we always we're always uh, yeah. looking forward to the next next one yeah when you guys first started out how did you establish yourself in the industry we uh, we rehearsed a lot and we made sure that our brand was as best it could be yeah. and we played very carefully selected shows and not many of them and we promoted them well and we spent a lot of money on the production so that we made sure that we we only did them every now and then. We made sure we were super well rehearsed. We promoted the shit out of it. And we spent a lot on big PA. And that left people talking. And after that, it was basically sort of six or seven shows. And then suddenly we were signed. Um, I guess from a female's point of view, I mean, I know <laughs> I know people who are obviously female in the sound industry who have been sort of knocked back from jobs because they are female or they've been hired as an assistant and their boss or supervisor has been a male and they've been like, you can't have, like, you can't be hands-on because you're female and sort of degraded them. So I guess from your point of view, have you had any trouble in the industry being a female? Uh, I've had a lot of trouble in the industry being a female and it comes in weird forms. It's not always very obvious. A lot of it is passive-aggressive 
Uh, and a lot of it comes from the business side rather than the rock and roll side because I manage us as well. So yeah. that's where a lot of my um, resistance comes from, I, I notice, because a lot of men that I deal with always sort of treat me like they know better. And for many years, I always thought that because I was younger or because I was, you know, a girl or I don't know, like I just always assumed that if someone told me that they knew better, I always assumed that they did. And it took me a long time to listen to my gut and think, no, wait, this is actually my life. And I, I believe in this and I'm really passionate. So I probably actually do know better about this particular thing because I'm in it. I'm living it every day. I know these guys. I know what we want. I know what we can do more than... What, what you know um, what someone who's just sort of looking at the books can do so I've had a lot of um, I've had a lot of toing and froing with guys and also like just uh, you know some crew members um, on the ropes sort of have been difficult in the past but I've learned to, to hold my own and these days I just I've taken on this just get the fuck out of my way I know what I'm doing let me just do my job and um, everything will be fine stand aside asshole and then I'm happy and they seem to if you um, if you stake your claim in it they seem to go oh okay but you've got to be strong I just had to learn to be strong um, so I'm studying a Bachelor of Audio at the moment when I first started two years ago I was the only female in my class and then we got to about probably the start of our second year there's only three females so I think well, I know for me personally I found it a bit intimidating being the only female and there were sort of some remarks from a guy in the class being like I had to work 10 times harder than he did because I was female so I guess do you have any advice for any females out there who might be afraid to get into the industry no I think I think that um, there needs to be more females because yeah. it's a standard thing that I mean even we do it we go who's the sound guy we always do what sound guy should we get we very rarely does do we if we do go somewhere and it's a sound girl we're all like wow you know it's like a novelty yeah because it, it I think in yeah, in the um, in that side of the industry, in the engineering technical side of the industry, it's even more male-dominated than yeah. in the performance side for sure. And you know why? Why do you have to lift heavy PA's? Is it a physical thing? Your ears are just as sharp as their ears. Yeah. You can work just as hard as they do. You know what shit sounds good and what doesn't. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But good on you. After interviewing the band and asking Sarah about being a female in the industry. I sat there thinking about it myself and, you know, this topic isn't one that is unknown to society because gender equality has been a hot topic for many, many years and not only in the music industry but other industries everywhere. And, you know, I think that women are very underrepresented in the music industry. Before I started my course or even thought about doing audio engineering, I had hardly ever heard of a successful woman who was a producer or an engineer or, you know, an artist. And it wasn't until I started my course and I did my own research that I found so many amazing female artists who had worked with so many big people and had created such amazing work but just hadn't been rewarded or known for it you know if we look at Emily Lazar she has worked with massive artists you know people who I listen to 
growing up. She's worked with David Bowie, Coldplay, Sia, and not only her, but so many other visionary women have worked with massive, massive artists like Jay-Z, Pearl Jam, Prince. Emily was the first female mastering engineer nominated for a Grammy for Foo Fighters' Wasting Light album in 2012 and Record of the Year in 2015 for Sia's Chandelier. I'm extremely happy that women are finally starting to get recognized for their amazing work, but it's just so crappy and shitty to think about how many years it's taken for this to finally start happening, especially the Grammys who have been around for many decades and it's just finally happening. Um, And, you know, on the topic of Grammys. In 2018, there was actually a viral hashtag that went around, which was hashtag GrammySoMale. And this sort of caught my eye and caught my attention to research history of women in the music industry. And what there was like one statistic I found that just like shocked me completely. And it was the category of producer of the year non-classical was first established in 1974 and since then there have been 267 individual grammy nominations for this category seven of these 267 have been presented to females but that's not the only bit that shocked me it was that Out of those seven, not a single female took the trophy home. And it was sad to read because I knew how male-dominant this industry was, but it wasn't until I read that statistic that it hit me and I realised how heavily male-dominant it actually is. Like, I don't think people realise and just reading that completely shocked me and it's not that the females who were nominated are shitty producers or engineers or whatever otherwise they wouldn't have been nominated in the first place it's that as a woman in the industry we often find ourselves needing to work 10 times harder than a male in order to be recognized for our talent and the work that we do you know but um I guess on a lighter note it was really really amazing to see and watch that Hilda an Icelandic producer and composer won so many awards including a Grammy Golden Globe and Academy Award for the Joker soundtrack which she fully composed herself Um, So that was really awesome to see, especially in 2020. It's good to see, I guess, how far it has come, but it also shows how far it still needs to go. Um, I guess I still want to continue on the topic of women in industry. And it's funny because when I tell my family and friends that I'm doing an audio engineering course, I without a doubt, get asked the same two questions always. And it's, 
One, are there a lot of jobs out there for that? And two, what is it like being a female in the music industry? And to be honest, I never really thought about this question deeply before. You know, I'd always answered with the same answer, which was, you know, the industry is male dominant, but I'm hoping, especially in today's generation and society, that more females will become producers and engineers and artists and step out of their comfort zone and challenge the stereotype and societal norms. And it wasn't until I had that experience that I mentioned in the interview with Sarah where someone from my class told me that I had to work 10 times harder than he did to get anywhere that I really thought about this question. And to me, being a female in the music industry means that we feel the need to work harder in order to gain the same awareness and rewards a male does for the same work while trying to gain respect from the men we work with. It means that some women will find themselves in a workplace full of sexism and being sexualized. It means that we have to navigate our way through an industry that is heavily male-dominant. But in saying this, I think that all these things as women and females makes us more resilient and stronger than we ever were before. Having the experience I did in my first trimester of uni shocked me at first but you know looking back on it now it has made me a more confident female in the work I do and I now know that I can inspire other women to do the same thing women will experience things men never have and never will in the music industry but I know that I am capable and I'm excited to challenge the industry and break the stereotype that women can't do technical jobs and I'm proud to be a woman in the music industry in today's society and I thank every woman who paved the way for me to be doing what I love the most. So, you know, in saying this, if you are a woman and you are afraid or scared to be a producer or an engineer or an artist, don't be. You know, you're not alone. And there is always other females out there who will always have your back, including me. I cannot wait for the day that I see a massive growth of females in the music industry. And I hope that that day comes real soon. So I think I will leave that conversation there. So that's it for today's episode. But please stick around as I will be giving you a little, little sneak peek into episode two, where we discuss a very hot topic in the music industry at the moment. It's hard to control your inner demons sometimes. You have to be fresh for the gig, you know? It's all about the gig. Yeah, and it's not natural to be up there doing that. It's not natural to, to be on that weird pedestal, you know? It fucks with your mind sometimes. We're all a little bit fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for listening and tune in next time.